0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on PIN.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard. And folks, we were in the middle of discussing the General Electric GE.com. November 2016 article introducing the tenets of the fourth industrial revolution to the fine employees, the men and women, and anything in between, of GE. And so, right now, we went over the answers to the questions that the... Oligarchs that the technocrats are asking. The answers to these questions will require both scientific input and a willingness to discuss the ethical and social implications of the choices we face. Remember, they said whatever forms of governance takes, and it will and should take many forms, we need to make sure that governing bodies, them, they're governing themselves, and public discussion, meaning You reading what they're telling you, (laughs) you don't have a right to, to resist this. They must address four critical questions. And we already went over question one, should the technology be developed in the first place? And we went into question two, if a technology is going to proceed, to what ends should it be deployed? And now we get into question three. If the technology is to go forward, how should it proceed? And this is why I'm not invited to any company parties. (laughs) Because I'd be breaking down the company uh, bullet points here. Oh, my God. If the technology is to go forward, how should it proceed? Of course it's going to go forward. Look, guys, go back to the beginning of the article where it said, uh, where is it? Uh, Since these technologies will ultimately decide so much of our future, it is deeply irresponsible not to consider. See, since these technologies will ultimately decide so much of our future. So they're already saying they're going to do it. So if the technology is to go forward, how should it proceed? It matters how a technology is researched and how it enters the world. Yeah, it's called adoption. Basically, what they do is they create something really weird Like, they want to measure your heart rate. And they can't just say the government or the World Economic Forum or Klaus Schwab or the Nazis want to measure your heart rate. So instead, they have Apple introduce it as an iWatch. Okay, that's how it works. So it matters how a technology is researched and how it enters the world. For example, the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine in the United States recently issued a landmark report that takes a precautionary approach to the use of gene drives. Gene drives are technologies which, in combination with CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing and CRISPR, we're going to do a number of shows on CRISPR, and I have a geneticist who's going to come on and talk about CRISPR and some of these crazy things they're doing. But gene drives are technologies in which, in combination with CRISPR-Cas9, gene editing can exponentially increase the prevalence of specific genetic elements in a whole population of certain kinds of wild plants or animals. Also humans, by the way. Right now, for example, gene drives are being considered as a way of controlling or even eradicating mosquitoes that are disease vectors for human illness like malaria and Zika. Again, these people do not care about black or brown people located in the continents of Africa, South America, Central America. They don't care. They do not care. And they're lying when they're saying that they're creating this technology to eradicate malaria and Zika. See, they have to tug at your heartstrings. They have to make you believe that they are the good guys. The National Academy's report encourages the development of gene drive technology, but calls for carefully paced research, first in laboratory settings and small field studies before engineered organisms are released into the wild. Okay, again, they're developing Frankenstein technology, they're building a prison planet, They are genetically modifying and geo-modifying things. And now they want to make sure they're ethically releasing this stuff into the wild. It's already everywhere. It's already everywhere. I'm going to do so many shows on uh, cloud seeding and everything that they do. You'll be blown away when you will see what they already do. And you wonder why there's less earthworms, why there's less bees. They're, they've already been doing this. This, is, this part of it is not new. Number four, once norms have been set, how will the field be monitored to ensure adherence? Once norms have been set, how will the field be monitored to ensure adherence? See, what they're saying is if they make a rule like there's going to be no uh, autonomous lethal weapons, how do we know Kim Jong-un is going to follow that? Right now, there are guidelines for many aspects of research and technology diffusion. But serious gaps in our ability to monitor adherence or hold bad actors accountable, for example, there are sound regulations for the management of some kinds of toxic chemicals, but extremely inadequate funds for regulatory staff to monitor and inspect chemical sites. See, it's, it's always now, now they need more government, they need more money to manage all of this horrible, dangerous, deadly technology they're creating. And then they say they need more money to manage it, govern it, and to create regulations around it and be able to police it. I mean, they, they are creating the whole entire thing. This is just a, a Galien dialect. This is problem, reaction, solution. So you create the problem, provoke the reaction, and then offer the solution. So let's take COVID, for instance. You create COVID, you scare the crap out of people and get them to beg and beg for a solution to be safe, to go back to work, to put their kids in school, to go back to the grocery store, and then you offer the jab and the booster and such. That's problem, reaction, solution. And they do this over and over, rinse and repeat, as Mike would say. Governance mechanisms for the 21st century will have to grapple with what areas need mandatory regulation and how to enforce them. And Remember, this is a world body they're discussing. So now this is world government. we have been talking about this for years, the New World Order. Facts alone are insufficient. Uh, the answers to these questions need to be informed by facts, but facts alone are insufficient. All four questions require a willingness to discuss the values we hold dear, even when values discussions may lead to controversy and conflict. Yeah, there will be some people that will not want any of this to occur, like me, and we will have a discussion, but they don't want to listen to us. Taking a sip of this wonderful sparkling lime mint water. Safety is perhaps the least controversial value. Most of us around the globe believe that there isn't an obligation to reduce the likelihood that individuals will be harmed by new technologies. It's like, that's hilarious. That's like written for the insurance company. Most of us around the globe believe that there is an obligation to reduce the likelihood that individuals will be harmed by new technologies. Indeed, the primary responsibility of most existing regulatory bodies is to promote safety. Oh, yeah, one worldwide NWO OSHA. Yes, we care about your safety. Listen, we're building an AI, artificial intelligence run metaverse where you're going to strap on your augmented reality or your virtual reality goggles and go inside the metaverse while you're living inside your real life 400 square foot pod cube. While you're eating bugs and insects given to you by the wonderful Klaus Schwab. But you gotta be safe about it, folks. We gotta be safe with this stuff. (laughs) Oh, God. But there are other very important values at stake, and they are often given short shrift. First, we should commit to equity, to doing all that is possible to ensure that all people, regardless of their economic means, will have access to technology's benefits. Here, young boy, come up to my ice cream truck. Everyone gets a piece of candy today. Come and help me find my dog. Everyone gets the pet Fido today. Here, take this shovel, dig a beautiful hole, and I'll give you free ice cream. Boom, dead, falls in the hole. Cover him with the dirt. Think about it. Regardless of their economic means, we'll have access to the technology's benefits. Unbelievable. Otherwise, we run the risk of exacerbating what Hastings Center scholar Eric Perrins has called the already obscene gap between the haves and have-nots. Okay, so if they're the all-powerful people with all the money, all the influence, all the power, Why have they not just closed the gap between the haves and have-nots? Why are they creating a technology that's going to create a wider gap? And then they're going to have to give the have-nots access to the supposed technology in order to fill the gap. How do you close the gap between the top 0.01% and the rest, the 99.9%? Well, you kill them. And now everyone (laughs) equally has the same amount of money because only the haves are left. But remember... This is written because the haves love you. They truly do. They love you. They wake up every day wanting to play God, wanting to control the natural world, wanting to inject their weird Microsoft operating system into everything down to the last mosquito, the last blade of grass, and into your body because they love you and they want to protect you from malaria. Ha 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 even harder to talk about our i can't even i'm laughing even <laughs> even harder to talk about are values that have to do with ways of being in the world with how we humans relate to one another and to the natural environment for example some people worry that human genetic engineering could transform parent-child bonds encouraging hyper-agency on the part of parents who would focus more on designing babies to suit their needs than on nurturing children to become who they will be. Is that not what we are doing right now with the supposed transgender surgeries, which is nothing more than plastic surgery body modification mixed with a few hormone pills? Some people worry that human genetic engineering could transform parent-child bonds. Yeah, I would say so. Encouraging hyperagency on the part of parents who would focus more on designing babies to suit their needs than on nurturing children to become who they will be. Well, now they're taking two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to 18-year-old kids, telling them they're the opposite sex because the parent is crazy, or they wanted a girl or a boy instead of a boy or a girl. Chopping off or gluing on their genitals, giving them hormone pills, and then designing the child after birth. But now you're going to be able to design it before it actually comes out. This is crazy, folks. Crazy stuff. This is on General Electric. GE.com in an article in November 2016 written specifically to the employees to get them prepared for some of the technologies that they were about to start working on. This is supposed to ease tensions so that when a certain project, a certain product crosses your desk, you don't freak out. You go, oh, I read the company newsletter. Values like stewardship and respect for the intrinsic worth of wilderness areas are often invisible in our discussions or falsely framed as an opposition to economic development. And underlying so many of these issues is the fundamental ethical question about how much we humans should intervene in changing the nature of our species, other species, and the environment. Is there a level of human intervention that crosses a boundary into hubris or that erodes cherished virtues like living in harmony with nature rather than in dominion over it? Everything they're doing is about having dominion over nature. They are playing God. Remember, these people are not God. If they were God, they would go create their own planet. And I'm not talking about colonizing Mars or colonizing the moon. I'm talking about snapping their fingers and they have their own galaxy and they go create a new uh, a, a new life force. They go create a breakaway civilization from their creations. They are hackers, they are pirates, they are thieves. They are nothing more than hijackers. And they are hijacking the natural world and controlling the natural world by modifying it and injecting their virus, their software and their virus into all natural life. These people are hackers, they are thieves, they are criminals, they are pirates. Nothing more, they are not gods. They are not gods or they would create their own. They are thieves that are stealing the natural world. And this is what they're talking about. And then they use hyperbole and they use like, they use all these semantics. Play these word games. In short, the fourth industrial revolution has brought us enormous powers. Yeah, it's brought them enormous powers. It didn't bring us enormous powers. It brought them enormous powers to control us, humans. This is a battle of humanity versus anti-humanity. I am on the side of humanity. There's a lot of humans I hate, seriously. I go out in the world and I I sometimes say, I, I understand why Bill Gates wants to wipe out a lot of people. Traffic is annoying. Most humans suck. But that's because we've been socially engineered to be horrible to each other. And we're not living in harmony because of the things these people do, because of the chemicals they spray, because of the technology they're using against us. So I do choose the side of humanity over these anti-human scum. Now we must use them wisely. Governance, which will take many forms, must involve the public as well as experts. Yeah, it'll involve us. They tested on us like during COVID land. And whatever form it takes, we should anticipate at least four critical questions that need to be answered, no matter the technology sector. In answering those questions, we will need deliberate, thoughtful conversations about values that are often hard to reconcile. This path will engender strong differences of opinion. But that is exactly why we must embrace the dialogue and soon. This piece first appeared in the World Economic Forum's Agenda blog. Right? See? So GE took this and then kicked it out to their employees. And let's just sum this up before we wrap up this episode of the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. The four questions were, one, should the technology be developed in the first place? And they want the public to be involved, so I'll answer these. One, should the technology be developed in the first place? No. Two, if a technology is going to proceed, to what ends should it be deployed? None. It should not be deployed. Three, if the technology is going to go forward, how should it proceed? No, it should not proceed. Four, once norms have been set, how will the field be monitored to ensure adherence? Well, If we're going off my norms, which is none of this will be developed and none of it will be deployed, then how do we monitor this? Well, I mean, if the technocrats go and build it, there should be uh, consequences for that. I mean, I'm not going to say what I think or I am going to be in a lot of trouble. And I will be kicked off all of the platforms (laughs) on our first show. So, obviously, that is not going to happen. You have to delve into these articles because all of the answers to the questions that you have are located in these articles they're all right there every bit of it is there they do not hide this they get up in front of the world economic forum and they give these speeches and they talk about artificial intelligence they talk about genetic modification they talk about geoengineering they don't hide it they literally, and Maria Albanese on Mike's show, on the Thomas Paine podcast, has gone through this time and time again. They actually sit there and they do these tabletop exercises like Event 201, where they literally discuss COVID three months before COVID comes on the scene. And how they are going to handle it, how the media is going to handle it, how they're going to... Move forward with deploying all of the change that comes from it and you could constantly you could watch and we're going to do this we're going to watch these videos there was a panel not too long ago with bill gates on uh, the next round of covid and how they're going to take advantage of it and all of these social engineering class uh scumbags that sit up there literally say uh oh we can't let this go to waste Uh, we have to keep pushing this we we, we are missing our opportunity to advance. What they're advancing is the Great Reset. What they're advancing is the Fourth Industrial Revolution. What they're advancing is all of this technology that we just discussed uh, in this GE article, which is nothing. This is just this is a tiny, tiny, tiny grain of sand on a 10-mile-long on a beach. We are going to hit on everything that these guys are doing. So what you need to understand is that they – are not going to give up. These people are not going to stop. There is no organized resistance to these people. None whatsoever. Is it sad? Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. But the truth is, we are going to have to figure out how to live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix, how to not just survive, but to thrive inside of the technological prison planet that we are the worker bees that we are building around ourselves on behalf of the technocratic oligarchs. And that's just a reality. And I'm going to be taking this journey uh, with my uh, partner, with my wife, and um, with our child that is on the way in a few months. And we are going to be carving out a future for ourselves And I am doing this with the full understanding that there is no resistance, there is no organized revolution that is going to push back and stop the fourth industrial revolution, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, his prophet Yuval Noah Harari, or any of their henchmen, or paid heads of state, any of their puppets they have installed in as executives and board members of corporations and universities and trade organizations and unions. And so I'm well aware of that, and I'm fine with that. That is the world that we were born into, and that is the future that we need to battle. And I think the way that you have to approach this, and the way I'm going to approach this, is that as they have their great reset and move forward into some sort of artificial intelligence, robotic metaverse freak show, that you start to look for land and start to build a homestead and start to get back to natural life and gardening. And sometimes you're going to have to look in the mirror and and tell yourself to man up because this materialistic society that we live in today is maybe not great anyway. Do you want to be a slave to a BMW payment? Do you want to be a slave to nine flat screen TVs? Do you want to be a slave? to your not-so-safe suburban McMansion? Or do you want to maybe scale back on some of those materialistic objects that they threw at us as bait? They were fishing lures. That was the last industrial era we lived in. Got us addicted to credit and to debt and to loans and to mortgages. And maybe we start to live within our means and we raise our children that way. We get back to what's important, which is just providing for our family and raising our children instead of dropping them off at some kind of pre-K, owned and controlled by the government that's building the prison planet around us. I have hope for the future. I have hope for my child's future. I will build a society based on natural living and natural life. I know it can be done. You want to talk about our forefathers, they did it. Rugged individuals. The first thing you need to know about liberty and about freedom is that it's difficult because there is no safety net. Being free is being free of everyone and everything and only having to rely on yourself and maybe the people in your immediate family and really, really close friends and business partners. If I were you, I would think very carefully about this. Because these guys have been planning this fourth industrial revolution for decades upon decades. This is only a natural evolution of what complete worldwide tyranny looks like. So, I ask you to look into your hearts, to raise yourself up, and to look forward to a future in which we, in our own personal lives, can reject the technology coming out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And as I said over and over, we must learn to live one foot in the Matrix and one foot out of the Matrix. That is how humans will survive. I wish you well. Have a great day. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built